Today we have a very special guest um, to talk to us to talk to us about agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Am I saying that correctly? Well, some people say agoraphobia, and some people say agor. No, there's like the American way. Agoraphobia. I, I, say, I say I say agoraphobia, but the Americans say agoraphobia. So I just say agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying there that like agora is the word for now in in um, in Portuguese. Um, okay, because the actual like meaning of it is like fear of the marketplace in Latin or something. Oh. And I am afraid of the marketplace, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, I suppose we just talk a little bit about how we know each other. Um, yep. So we went to school together. Well, I went to school, and then and then um, you, <laughs> Sky was like a, a, a visitor of the school. <laughs> I was around the place sometimes. Here <laughs> around the place sometimes, um, and we share some like Catholic upbringing, and oh, yeah. you know, uh, countryside. Um, we pretty much live like a mile from each other, right? Yeah, yeah, but we didn't go to the same primary school because no, 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 no. My mom and dad wanted to take me more inland to the more secluded and place where I definitely wouldn't have any friends. So what was the name of that place? Censored. Right. Yeah, there's literally nothing there. It's just yeah. like it's well, you just were there. <laughs> there is just a pub. No, is there two pubs? There used to be two pubs and a post office. Like it's so thankful. But the competition between the pubs got too much and one had to shut down. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just a street. Like it's it's a village. But it's like the very bones of a village. You can't even call it a village. But it has a two. Like it has a school. I don't know why. But anyway, um. So yeah, uh, we went. So to... I mean, we should probably mention that we did not to interrupt you. Sorry, but we no. didn't really talk much in school. We only really started talking after school. Mm. We did a play together. Oh, we did. Do... Oh, yeah, we fourth we year. Together, yeah, there was yeah. some talking there. You were Mrs. Ainsfoot Hill. Yes, I was. And um, I brought you to my house to practice lines one day, and my mother traumatized you. Oh yeah, with the meat and the carrots. With the meat Honestly, and the carrots. I still don't know why do you boil your chicken in with your carrots uh, and with your potatoes? Because it saves water. Because if you're oh, going to eat it all together, I mean, like I'm a vegetarian now. I wouldn't. Um, so I wouldn't, you see where I'm coming from now. Yeah, but I. You see, I would still personally still eat. The, like I would have no issue. Like my issue is not really about eating animals. I don't think like eating animals all yeah, in and of killed. itself, yeah, are like yeah, yeah. is bad or whatever. But it's just the how they're killed and how they live and the whole industry around it. Like that's the whole problem. So like if there was so, if there was meat in something and someone already paid for it. I would eat it because it's okay. like to me waste actually trumps um, veganism or vegetarianism. I am, mm. I, I am, I like waste is my number one enemy. So if someone here, yeah, yeah, if someone here like the lads were throwing out like a stew that they made because it was like defrosted in the fridge for two seconds, and I was like, no, no, I will eat it. And they oh, were no, like, that, I hate that. That triggers me. <laughs> oh, what do you mean it triggers you now? Like, like. So- I, 
I can't be eating anything that like was out of the fridge like five minutes longer than it should have been or anything. Like for me, I was raised a vegetarian from birth. So mm. for me, it's more like if I eat meat, I'm just afraid I'll get sick. Oh, yeah. You see, I, I eat things depending on my nose. So if my nose tells me that it's still good, I'll eat it. Like that's how, mm. yeah. You I have a lot of faith in your nose. I like that. I smell it, and I'll go the smell test. Ah, no, that's that's that that only has another day in it. I'll say, and you'll have to okay. eat it now. Yeah, and that has, that's worked for you. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but my mother has a nose that my mom actually has a nose that she thinks is good, but it's not. <laughs> not accurate. Can't be so, so she'll serve you up some meat, and it's like, mom, this is gone off like this has definitely gone off <laughs> but anyway sorry now we got sidetracked a little bit little tangent yeah a little tangent funny though um so yeah we we didn't really talk um during school much uh because of our respective circles slash yes. just general trauma of that entire spirit <laughs> to talk to <laughs> yeah yeah but we did we were in the similar circle right like you were friends with two we had two friends in common we, we had mutual like, friends yeah. yeah and we were kind of like we'd be found in the same place you know um yeah but yeah so it wasn't until after and i don't know what like i don't know oh it's because of your videos so i oh, haven't I mean, told yeah, everyone yeah. about like so i was like sky number one fan to like 2011 yeah. like whenever it was i fucking thought because sky used to put out these videos just like talking about different things like she'd buy makeup or different like clothes or whatever and i just thought they were the funniest things like i would be howling <laughs> laughing so I just really enjoy them so I think it was through that that I like I would be like oh my god these are really funny um yeah that's how we started talking and then yeah and then we only recently like saw each other again we met up yeah for that's first so, time in like 10 years yeah that's so funny isn't it yeah so basically mm. to give everyone else uh, like a, a, a a listed history of our lives um <laughs> when I got back from being away I won't say where I was because then you'd know who I was everyone Um, not that anyone is listening I swear I'm like I just don't want to be stalked by someone on the internet you know and I would love that honestly (laughs) to be stalked (laughs) yes (laughs) Um, but when I came back I was like oh I met um, a, a girl that we've both become friends with but yeah. Sky more friends than me apparently <laughs> as it has emerged but I There's was a at- whole backstory to that well. <laughs> it's, it's controversial yeah but no we were just um we were I was out one night when we had our freedom very briefly and I really wanted to start like a, a comedy thing with women in 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 Cork City and I was t- started talking to this girl and she was like oh my god me too and I was like oh my god I know this girl Sky she's really funny we should get together and so we all got together and then lockdown just like kept interrupting yeah. and then yeah different things so we haven't done anything yet but we we hopefully will start something up and it will be fun we have a lot of ideas <laughs> we do we definitely are not short on ideas yeah, and and how we got talking about agoraphobia is because um, we want to do a one on like the what is it the ag- agoraphobic um, tour guide tour guide. So yeah. I suppose we should segue into um, the whole the whole topic of this discussion, which is agoraphobia. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, do you want to I talk a little bit about it? <laughs> yeah, I have it. It's here. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically. Um, it's fear of going outside your house, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has their own 
like comfort circle. Some people can go to the end of the road. It, it's like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people can't even leave their bedroom. And I have been in that severe like case as well, where I couldn't leave my bedroom. At the moment, I have a radius of like... 200 meters? Yeah, 200 meters. That's fair. So I can go about 200 meters from my home kind of comfortably, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, basically, it's a very physical thing. So... Um, I won't just be like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. Like, I'll be sweating. I'll feel mm. weak and shaky. I'll feel like very sick in my stomach. It can basically there's like a hundred different like symptoms, and I never know which ones I'm gonna have. And some are more like manageable than others, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. And when, it's just yeah. when 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 did, when did it? I'm gonna ask you two questions now. <clears throat> when did it mm-hmm. first develop? And what do you think the underlying psychological trigger is for it like do you have you have you gotten to or are you still trying to work through what the underlying like fear is basically you don't have to answer you don't have to answer the second question if you just want to answer um how did it start and um and uh kind of give your journey of it a little bit yeah. Okay, so it actually started, like, on in retrospect, it started in school, like, secondary school. Mm. And obviously, I didn't even know what the word anxiety was, but the reason why I was never in school was, like, mm. I don't know, as soon as the door closed, as soon as, you know, we'd all be settling down into class, and as soon as the teacher closed that door, I just felt sick to my stomach and oh, I wanted to get gosh. out. Do you know? Oh. So I ended up skipping a lot of classes. So I was down in, like, the lower courts where all the cool people, like, skipped class and smoked. But I was just there, like, having a panic attack. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, eventually I just stopped going to school because uh, it just, I would, the anxiety would start sooner and sooner. You know, it used to start when they closed the door. And then it was starting as soon as I walked into school. Then it would start when I was in the car on the way to school. Oh, that's so, so interesting. That's I'm perfect. so sorry yeah. for mocking your... <laughs> Oh no! I, mean, I also didn't like school. So, oh yeah, fair. <laughs> um, oh wow, yeah. So like it, yeah. that that you can address, you can see now that that was kind of the beginning of it. Yeah, and then, but I still could do other things that I that I were wasn't like I didn't feel trapped in. So I'd meet up with friends, or I'd you know just live a regular life outside of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until my second year of college, actually, I went to college and I studied photography. And I, I loved it. First year, I had like the best time ever. It was great. My first time out of home. And then second year, I don't know, something changed. I just, I couldn't leave my apartment. <laughs> I just couldn't leave my apartment. And um, then I couldn't leave my bedroom. And it kind of just spiraled into like depression and also an eating disorder because it stopped me from eating. Mm. Because I felt so sick. Do you know when you have anxiety and you just feel really sick in your stomach and you don't have an appetite? I don't know. It doesn't affect everyone like that, though. So. No, I don't think I feel like that. I just, okay. um, I... I think I get hyper active, like I get hyper aware and I'll stop eating for sure, but I don't feel like sick of my stomach. I'll just get like, I'll just be hyperactive, but not in the kind of hyperactive that you would, uh, you would associate with like a kid running around who's hyperactive. Like they're really hyperactive, hyperactive as in like just hyper alert and just like needing to do a lot of things. So that's how anxiety kind of, um, uh, appears for me. Okay, for me, it makes me really sleepy, honestly. It makes me very tired and weak. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how it affects everyone differently, but there's kind of some similar symptoms that they all share. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, after that, then I moved back home. Obviously, I had to drop out of college. 
and I started seeing therapy. And that was when my like mental health that journey began, and I became aware of what agoraphobia was and what anxiety was, etc. And since then, it has been, like, trying to figure out why. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, there's different theories. Um, you know, I was super badly bullied in primary school. Mm-hmm. And that could that's kind of the theory that I'm working on with my therapist now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, could, it definitely could be that. Because uh, a lot, like, I'm in a lot of different agoraphobia groups and stuff, and we all do sort of have that in common that we were bullied in some capacity or abused, you know, throughout our life in some way. Mm-hmm. So it definitely could be a factor. I think genetics as well. Um, my dad gets like panic attacks in crowded spaces. You know what I mean? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's actually something like, even when you're talking there and I remember when you were, t- when you were talking, when we were doing the comedy thing and, mm-hmm. um, I was like, Oh my God, I like, cause I, <clears throat> Not that I have agoraphobia at all, but I definitely identified with some of the things you were talking about because I couldn't go to like, I wouldn't go to festivals and stuff when I was younger or I wouldn't go to to things where I, <clears throat> I knew I wouldn't be coming home. Yeah, and often yeah. when, when I was out, I wouldn't like, I, I would want to get home. Or I, I, I Like, you know, when you're younger, you can like sleep in people's houses. And then eventually yeah. I was like, no, I have to be home in my own bed. But I remember the first festival I went to, my friend um I was like oh you know I'm kind of anxious because like I just kind of want to come home after the night you know and she was like no you have to conceptualize that the tent is your home and I was like oh that that worked yeah it did because like um yeah it really really did and it it got me there and I had such a good I had such a good time but like I remember I was talking to you recently and it was I was going to see my friends in Cove. This is when we were allowed for out and free. And I started having these panic attacks about like how I looked and how like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you don't have good shoes and like, oh, my hair and all this. And I started like crying and I didn't want to go to their house and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I realized like, okay, yeah, you don't have nice shoes. You don't have any shoes. Let's just go get a pair of shoes. So I went and I got a pair of shoes and then I was walking around with my pair of shoes. So I kind of like treated myself you know, like that was, I, I recognize after I spoke to you because it wasn't a, a, a long after that, that I, that yeah. you were like, oh, that sounds really like what was happening to me where you'd like get, get a story into your head. And I was like, shit. Yeah. So I was so conscious then to like, be very careful of like what I allowed, uh, like, uh, you know, to try and fight that as much as I could, because it's just, I like, on. I I really don't like leaving my house for a long period of time either. Like I like to be in my house and I like to like have people over in my house and I like not having to, you know, if I'm out on a, uh, like, I'm like, when am I coming home? But it's not like a feeling of I'm sweating. It's just like this, this like uh, persistent thought, like, Oh, it'd be nice to go home now. So it's more like, it's, it's not that I'm afraid of being out. It's more that I want to come back. So it's more mental than physical, maybe. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just thought, like, not to compare our situations at all, but I just thought it was. Um, I, uh, no, it's interesting. Like, if you mm-hmm. let that take hold, like when you were having like little panic attacks, if that like took hold and that happens, let's say like five days in a row, mm-hmm. then you've got something like, oh wow, then you're you're waiting for it to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that, like, I mean, do you have? do you have a, do you have a goal now of how far you can go or like what is your 
are you just trying to trying to to focus on okay let's let's get like bring up some roots here and see what can what can like emerge and I'm fine with my radius and my radius is good and just to get comfortable in that or are you kind of pushing yourself to do more no I the the goal is to constantly expand my radius Mm -hmm. and I mean I'd obviously love to be able to practice going into places and sitting down and and having a cup of tea and and have a meal but that's just not possible at the moment so Mm -hmm. I'm just working on distance and you know it took me a long time to like what I do is exposure therapy that's what it's called yeah um and it took me a long time to realize, like, the the exposure session is only good if it's horrible. You know, if I go and I'm like, oh, that was really nice. That was easy, actually. I didn't have much, much anxiety. Then that wasn't exposure. And that's so hard oh, to, like, yeah. to, to, to accept, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to make myself panic. I have to, you kind of, yeah, I have to, like, go through hell to get to the other side. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, um, your life is a cliche. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'm the main character <laughs> of like a horror movie. <laughs> no, but like, so the idea is to have your, if your anxiety is out of 10, you have to stay in wherever you are. So I, I end up like just staying in street corners looking really shifty, but um, <laughs> I have to wait until it's down to at least like a, a five and then I'm allowed mm. to go home. I see. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and And do you think that has been effective? Oh, for sure. This yeah. time last year... I was only able to go like a minute down the road, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know to other people, I, I, you know, I don't like to compare. I know to other people, they're like, wow, that's not much uh, like progress. But to me, it's huge. You know, yeah. it's opened up my circle. Like when you've got such a small circle, any bit of opening is just like, you know, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. And what, how has been the pandemic for you? Has it been comforting or has it been, has it exasperated it? Um, it's actually been a bit comforting, not mm-hmm. gonna lie. I know that's controversial, but people who suffer from anxiety are experiencing comfort in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is difficult seeing like people around me and the people I care about, like going through what I went through, you mm-hmm. know, and it's almost validating in a way to see like, okay, it's not just me who like goes into a spiral of depression because I can't leave my house. It's it's mm-hmm. normal. You know, it's a psychological reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of been eye-opening in that way. Like, wow, I've been living my life like this since I was 19, more or less. That's so interesting. So, like, not only are you, like, comforted in staying home, you also feel bad at not, ha- not being able to leave. Yeah. <laughs> real mind fuck. can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a real mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, no, seriously, that's oh, that's shit. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I hadn't thought about the dual aspect of it of how like mm. whilst you're at home, you're also like berating yourself for not leaving. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you are supposed to have plans with someone and you cancel and then you've got that immediate like ah I'm okay and then it's like oh but I feel so guilty Mm. and I feel like I should be there you know Mm. because it makes like agoraphobia makes you a terrible friend a terrible partner a terrible sister I mean that's probably me being too harsh but you know makes you pretty unreliable as a person yes yes oh yeah, if I hadn't known you were agoraphobic, like once I know, I'm like fine. But it like if it was <laughs> yeah. it, it was like I really fucking hate when it's people cancel yeah. on me and do I all this know, shit. Like, and it's happened to me a few times with my friends, and they've explained to me like, oh, I'm anxious or whatever, and I was like, okay, well, fine. Just as long as you tell me that, 
then yeah. I'm fine. But like, you know, let me let me know because if you stop, if you are something, sorry, if you are um, suffering in silence, then um, it's you're not like you're not like connecting yeah. and. Um, it kind of just uh, you, you they allow this like story to build up and because I'm not blaming so the thing is when what happens to me is um, someone cancels on me I don't think mm-hmm. they are an asshole that's yeah, not okay. what happens it's okay. usually I think oh they don't like me or oh okay, okay. yeah so if someone does you that like internalize it and take it personally yeah so then that makes mm. you angry and you're like why didn't you blah blah because blah, you think that there's like some hidden agenda that they're like they're yeah. secretly they secretly don't even like you so that's why they're not meeting up with you because that's what we're told you know in mm-hmm. like media and, and movies and stuff um and everything else is like oh if they if someone if someone has time ta- if someone wants to make time for you they will you know this kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah. um but that's yeah. why I, I agreed to do this podcast only through Zoom. I was like, I know we we live like five minutes apart, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, no, I don't want to cancel, you know what I mean? I yeah. Do it. Has, has Zoom and stuff helped you? Um, has, has, has Zoom and stuff helped you to, to uh, do more things? Like has... Um, it's helped me do therapy. Um, because obviously therapy was a problem before, like getting to my therapist. So it's definitely helped me uh, do therapy better. Mm, okay, yeah. But with friends, not really. I mean, I think everyone. I don't know. Everyone kind of stopped doing Zoom after like the first lockdown. Oh, right, just yeah. My friends, I don't know. No, I think everyone fucking hates it. The, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so oh yeah. So do you have the? Do you know when agoraphobia, agoraphobia first came into like existence officially and to? Um, oh wow! I don't know that. You don't know that. That's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Um, but you have some. Uh, I have some famous people mm-hmm. from the past that yes. I think will really surprise you, or mm. maybe not. But I'm going to start with. I know you'll know who this person is, Christina. I think everyone does. Emily Dickinson. Yes. Yeah. 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 Did yeah. you know that she had agoraphobia? I did not. Yeah, she also had an obsessive focus on death and illness. So I think she might have been hypochondriac as well. What did she write again? Oh, I don't know. But she did write a lot about death and illness. (laughs) (laughs) That was a common theme. Uh, So I know her work very well. No, let's just get up some her work. We didn't Um, didn't study her, did we? No, but I did English in college. (laughs) Okay. Nice refresher for you. Yeah, um... What's her favorite? She was a poet. Yeah. Because I could not stop hope as a thing. I'm nobody. Blah blah blah. Oh, she was a poet, not a writer. I actually don't really know her work, to be honest. I just know the name. Yeah, I feel like everyone just knows the name. But um, so yeah, like so she had, I guess, hypochondria as well. And I was wondering, like, people who had hypochondria in the past, how did they look stuff up? Did they have to like go to a medical encyclopedia and look up every symptom that they have? Oh Jesus! I'd say oh, they didn't have such that. A pain. The, oh, poor old fuckers. They no. Yeah, they just had to live with it. They just like, had okay, to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she lived as a lonely spinster. Spinster, and she also like her anxiety got so bad that she started to talk to like guests through the door. Like people would come and visit her, and she would just stand behind her front door. Mm. And I might start doing that. Honestly, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Or like having like. You could have, we could have cocktails and we're outside and you're inside, you know? Perfect. Mm. But like, that's um, within your radius. You can go further than that. 
Yeah, no, but also, okay, here's the thing. I'm also getting nervous in social situations in general, just because I'm afraid of having a panic attack and looking stupid. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so another author, Shirley Jackson, I didn't know about her, but she wrote, uh, you know, The Haunting on Hill House. It was like really popular on Netflix. No. Okay. Um, anyway, she was a novelist. Um, and she had a bunch of psychosomatic illnesses. They usually, like, you usually have agoraphobia and, like, other things. Like, I have hypochondria as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well explain what hypochondria Stone. is. I know oh, you said um, it's my, it, it rings a bell, but I can't remember exactly It's what just, it like, if you have, like, anything, like a little tickle in your toe, you think the worst and you focus on it. And you oh, Google it. right. Okay. It's, yeah. oh, the illness thing. You think you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, have exactly. cancer, type three. Always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um. And then we have Emma Stone, but like I know she's not exactly from the history. Emma she's Stone, yeah, she went, she goes through periods of agoraphobia. That's crazy! Oh, yeah. wow, that she, must be hard as someone who's famous as that. Oh yeah, I mean, like Macaulay Culkin, he has full blown agoraphobia, and just because of like how famous he was, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but he got a dog to overcome his agoraphobia, and that worked. But I got a dog, and she became agoraphobic. <laughs> She was like more agoraphobic than me. Couldn't even walk down the road. Oh my god! Stop it. Yeah. Uh, um, Kim Bassinger. She's an actress, yes. but I, I don't know what I've seen her in. I feel like a celebrity's fear of the outside is highly justified. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same as mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they are they agoraphobic or are they just traumatized from people following Paparazzi, them and threatening yeah. them? Like, some like is it like because one is. One is one is like a threat, a, a, like a, a real threat, and the other is a psychological threat. Like yeah. not not that not I don't mean real. I mean no, I know one is a mean, physical yeah. threat, and one is a, a psychological threat. I suppose they're both psychological threats, though, because like they're not physical either. You know, the paparazzi, but it's it's yeah. like it's psychological. I guess it's how you deal with it. I mean, Kim Bassinger stayed inside her house crying and didn't leave for six months. You know, so Jesus. That's, how you deal with it maybe i don't know yeah mm, interesting um barbara streisand it's right. another actor like that's <laughs> fine that's interesting yeah. um okay now onto the men can we talk about men Is mm-hmm. okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> men are banned from this space yeah uh, Mar- marcel proust he was proust. like a, yeah yeah what was he again he was a marcel philosopher or a he's it was french anyway i'd say yeah, Proust. Um, I'm sure French novelist. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. In Search of Lost Time, Swan's Way. Yeah, Proust. You often hear people quoting some Proust, but uh, for the life of me now, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, uh, and so- my f- my favorite is Edvard Munch. You know the painter. Yeah, Edvard Munch. So mm. he did the the scream painting. I see. Yes. 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 Yeah, and he found it difficult to even cross the road, and he like he would hug the walls of buildings whenever he walked anywhere. And he was also deathly afraid of bridges. So like the the painting isn't like metaphorical; it's like that's actually how he felt on bridges. I am. De- I used to be deathly afraid of bridges. I mean, they are fucking scary. Scary. There's just water under there. There's like you're going over water on <laughs> yeah. in in a tin can <laughs> that is flying along like yeah no they are like to your animal brain it's like what is going on we're gonna drown 
It's yeah. gonna break. Driving um, over bridges as well, or or just the driving? Ones no, no, no. Okay. Like it was always driving. I think I could okay. it, like walking was fine, but it was the All driving because right. I was convinced that at any point the 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 bridge was gonna break and we we're gonna fall in in the car. I mean, bridges have broken in the past. They have broken. And a long time ago. It didn't help that, like, at that time, I'm sure in the 90s, like, there was a lot of fucking movies with, like, bridges breaking and people falling in. Like... What? what? Name one movie. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it blindly, hoping that it's true. I think it's true, though. 2012, The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, I think maybe apocalypse movies. It's, like, a very obvious way to show apocalypses. Yeah. Yeah. Bridges falling in. Yeah. Mm. Um, Let's see who else we have here. Or sorry, do you want me to go on? No, no, no. We keep talking no, continue. <laughs> no, no, continue. Okay. Um, Howard Hughes, which I don't. He was like an aviator tycoon. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. you know him? I know of him. Yeah. Okay, and he was also a germaphobe, and he, he used to burn his clother, clothing after he was around people, which I love. Just go home and burn your, all your clothes. <laughs> oh, so it's like, it's so it's so interesting. It's like, there's such a common theme of like, yeah, of like, like, like being afraid of germs is also being afraid of something like getting inside you and like, yeah, and, and, um, what's the word? And like infecting you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean, I used to boil everything that I... Um, like ate with. I used to boil forks. Sometimes I'd have to boil them twice every night. It, like it was exhausting. Just making a sandwich was like this huge ordeal. You um, you, so you're telling me that you boil everything, but I used my to... mother's boils vegetables were not good enough for you. You literally not two you minutes boil ago. The meaty, meaty water. <laughs> 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 um, yeah go on what's your next one does your mother still remember that or like did she not even know about it she just didn't understand what or who you were Who? what okay. do you mean a vegetarian <laughs> what <laughs> what do you mean I love that who what and I was like yeah it means she doesn't eat meat what do you mean she doesn't eat meat that doesn't make any sense like it wasn't confusing at all um, I love that I was the first vegetarian she ever met. Me first great. veggie, yeah, yeah. And now both of her daughters are veggie slash vegan and she thinks we're cracked, so. <laughs> um, so the last one I have is Charles Darwin, actually. Darwin? Yeah, Darwin. He was super agoraphobic. Wow. Like he went through periods of agoraphobia. So I think that it's a lot of geniuses mm-hmm. that have agoraphobia. I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm seeing a pattern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. That is, wow. And he like was dealing with like animals and bugs and like, wasn't he uh, into plants and shit too, you know? Well, he just said agoraphobia. He didn't have germophobia. So I think uh, he was okay with the, the dead animals. Wow. That is wild. How, how did he yeah. go? Uh, I suppose he got the books. He didn't exactly go on safari, did he? To observe <laughs> all the animals. <laughs> That's not how he came to his like theories. It wasn't because he had seen evolution. It's because he read about things. Yeah, yeah. so we could all just be like him. We could all be Darwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, okay, I think that is... How long have we been talking? I've totally lost track. Only of half an hour. Space. No way. Yeah. 
How long is your podcast? You, uh, some of them are like an hour, right? Yeah, they're too long. <laughs> okay, okay, so we're are we, you're trying to like uppity wrap. We need to wrap up, yeah. Um, I, okay, so I think that's everything. Um, what would you like people to know about agoraphobia? What would you... What would you like people to know who are suffering from it or think that they might be suffering from it? And what would you like people to know who maybe know people or like have people who are, have people in their lives who are maybe showing these kind of symptoms? Okay, well, I'll start with the people who are like might be suffering with it or have Mm -hmm. it. Um, Like, I don't know how to say it in like a not harsh way, but something that helped me was like, and something it took a long time to realize is that like nobody or nothing is coming to save you. Like mm-hmm. it, you have to do it yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's not going to be any magic pill, not any special meditation course or anything. All these things can help. Sure. They're like little tiny helpers. Um, but at the end, like you have to just take one little step and, and the small steps really do add up, you know, mm-hmm. even if you just step outside your door every day for 10 days, like that's, a huge step and and also don't compare yourself to other people's recovery or journey because that'll just mess you up mm-hmm. um and people who yeah may know someone or i don't just be like compassionate and patient and kind and, and know that as frustrated as you might be the person suffering from it is a hundred times more frustrated with mm-hmm. themselves yeah and that's it really yeah that is I think that like can apply to just people with anxiety as well yeah, you know anything really yeah depression yeah anything because you know at the end of the day it's not like people with anxiety um or agoraphobia and the rest of it it's not a illogical or irrational reaction to have to the world because Hmm. we are living in an environment that is absolutely toxic and not been like it doesn't allow allow align with our well-being um you know we should be living yeah. in the forests and like picking berries and stuff like picking berries and and we have gotten rid of that natural environment that if you put us back into we would thrive like there is there is um, do you think so do you think we would actually thrive 100 I mean, percent. yeah not like, now though because we're soft we're like we we'd be without our netflix and our youtube and everything but we don't have to we don't have to i mean in ireland in particular we have shaved the entire country of like trees and natural spots you know Mm. um we we don't have natural we don't have like a lot of green spaces in our cities we a lot of this is sending you know if you live in a city or if you live in a in a even if you live in a house on your own in the countryside, f- surrounded by fields, you're still not in your natural environment because you're not amongst people. You know, you're not like, you're not within a community that can support you. Um, mm, okay. So I think that, like, there's, w- w- at what point is it because everyone is anxious or is it because our environment is making us fucking anxious? And it's... Uh, yeah, I don't think people... Like, the anxiety... Not just agoraphobia, but so many people have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Social anxiety, general anxiety. Like, it's a, an epidemic in itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like that back in the, the days that you're talking about. No, because, like, uh, the one thing that people had, even if they didn't have... Even if they weren't living in the trees, they had community. Mm-hmm. And community yeah. has been kind of, like, eradicated. And, um, and obviously... And we have be... social media instead. 
yeah, we have social media inside, which is like all brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all brain and it's all mind and it's not like, it's not in your, like going sitting by a river. What if you had a house where you had like a river that you could, that was in your radius? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That would be, that'd be so nice. That's what you need. That's what you need now. And a tree to go sit on. (laughs) Honestly. I don't know. Like climb the tree and sit in it. Yeah. Well, not very high. You know, the first few branches can be very nice. I used to live in a tree when I was younger. I used to you like live in a tree. Well, not live in it, but I used to like <laughs> go up and sit in it like it was my bedroom every day. I can imagine you in a tree. Yeah, yeah it was good. That's it was nice. good. Yeah, I enjoy trees quite a lot. Um, okay, I think that is it now. Yeah. How many, um, do I say bye now? Um, yeah. So I'm just going to do a little outro. Okay. So um, thank you very much for listening. I hope this was helpful and um, maybe even a little bit entertaining, and. Um, I mean, a lot. It's always a very entertaining conversation to have a conversation with Sky. So, um, <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. Um, do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I say goodbye. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> well, saying bye is so awkward. So awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah.